0: All right, we've got a special promotion for the faithful listeners of the VBPH Sermon Podcast. Here's the deal, Jack. (laughs) We're taking an impact team to Pastor Paul and Deanna Alvarez in Lima, Peru. (laughs) They let us know that they need some equipment. We'd like to give you a chance to help us buy them a new iPad and a new smart TV for their children's church. Our goal is to raise $1,000 for these items, and we think you'd like to help. So here's what we're offering. So here's what we came up
1: with, guys. When you donate $30 or more to this fund, uh, you're going to get a six-month subscription to the premium podcast at no additional cost. And when you donate $50 or more, then we're going to give you a full year. How about that? Yeah. You'll get all the benefits of our premium sermon podcast, which means daily sermons, interruption-free listening, and zero commercials. We'll get new subscribers out of it, and Pastor Alvarez will get some new equipment to help with what God is doing
0: there. Uh, We think it's a (laughs) win-win-win. This promotion will only last until our Impact Team, which is happening toward the end of June, so don't miss this opportunity. But wait! pastor adam dave what
1: if what if i'm already a premium subscriber i'm so glad you asked well so we are going to pass to you those of you who are already paying for a subscription we can give you a gift subscription that you can pass on to somebody else out there who always wanted to subscribe but never got around to it for whatever reason
0: right so all of the links will be in the show notes And we look forward to being a blessing to you and to Pastor Paul in the coming weeks. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. Today is VBPH Sunday, where we feature a message that was recently preached from the pulpit of our church here in Virginia Beach, Virginia. You'll hear from Pastor Adam Dragoon and any other visiting preachers who have come through our church. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon.
2: Praise God. What's up, Virginia Beach? Man, it's been forever, huh? Praise God. Good to be here with you. Thank God for you guys. Uh, You know, over the years, obviously, when I was in Portsmouth, we labored together. And even when I was in Virginia Beach for a time, pastoring, we labored together. So I consider this my second home away from home. Amen. And so it's always a good time to come here. So I really appreciate the invitation to come by your pastor. And so we are going to get right into it. Can you say amen? <clears throat> Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, if you have your Bibles this morning. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, we are going to look. And this morning, listen to me. Don't get all uptight on me. All right, loosen up. You're going to have a good time. But, to, but this morning, I want us to be honest. This has nothing necessary to do with my sermon. But this morning, let's be honest. Can you say amen? And when we come to the altar, let's be honest at the altar. When we pray, let's be honest. But with that honesty, let's ask God to help us. Is that why we're here? Take God to help us. Can you say amen? And God can help us. Do you still believe that? All right. Praise God. Four of you believe that. Hopefully by the end of the night, all of you will believe it. Amen. President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation on September 22nd, 1862. The moment it went into effect was in January 1st of 1863. Every slave living in a confederacy was legally free. But until they knew their freedom, the legal fact had no impact on their lives. In fact, Union soldiers carried hundreds of thousands of copies of the proclamation and passed them out as they made their way through the South during the war. The reason why I read that to you is because even though on September 22nd, eighteen sixty, did I go out? Oh, is that me? Okay, I'm moving around here a little bit. 1862 is when the proclamation is signed, but it isn't affecting them until 1863. In other words, it wasn't, they didn't know freedom was available to them, even though it was available to them. You hear what I'm saying? And there are some people in the house of God that deal with this very subject. In other words, in Christ, we can be free. In Jesus, we are free. The problem is, you don't know you can be free. Oh, we go, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Here we go already. We ain't got 10 minutes into the sermon yet. In other words, freedom is available to the believer. But tonight, or this morning, I want to explore the freedom. The way this sermon came about was I was doing a revival in Harker Heights, Texas, and we went out to eat, and I saw a a young man, he's walking past me, and on the back of his shirt it says, Soy Libre. And so it says, Soy Libre, and I saw chains broken, and I'm like, I have to figure out what Soy Libre is, what does that mean? And it means I'm free. And it was like something hit me, like, you know what? I'm free. That in Jesus, amen, chains can be broken. That in Jesus, amen, I don't have to be restricted by my sin any longer. Come on, somebody. That I am free in Christ. And you as a believer need to understand your freedom. And so that's what we're going to look at. Out of Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, the Bible tells us this. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you. God, I rebuke distraction right now. Father, I ask you, God, that let there be liberty in your house, God. I'm praying for your spirit to come down and set people free here this morning, and we thank you. For the freedom that was paid by your blood. We give you all the praise and glory. God, help us all this morning. And let us walk out of these doors free. In the name of Jesus Christ and all God's people said, amen, amen. Soy libre is what I've titled it. Soy libre. Amen. Let's look firstly at our freedom in Christ. Our text says, which Christ has made us free. In my intro, remember, the slaves, though free, had no concept of this because they didn't know. In other words, it was done. Amen. It was sealed, but not verbalized to the people who needed to hear it. In Christ, we have freedom. It is a freedom from the dominion of sin, freedom from worldly living. See, there is a broadness to this freedom that I'm talking about this morning. It is the freedom of sin, amen. But we also have a more precise or deeper freedom, amen, like freedom from rejection. Huh? Like freedom from the spirit of rejection. Like we have freedom, amen, from trauma. We have freedom from mind battles. Is anybody with me? We have freedom, amen, from addictions, that in Jesus, we can have these more precise freedoms. And the list can go on and on. But the bottom line this morning is that it is all found in Christ. Listen to me. You are not going to find it at the hair store. I know. I know. Walmart has everything. It don't have freedom. You're not going to find this outside of Christ. John eight thirty four. Therefore, the Son makes you free. You shall be free indeed. That is a promise, can you say amen? That is something we can plant our flag on. That is something we can stand in, that if Jesus has made us free, we are free indeed. Your own thinking will not make you free. We are talking about uh, a supernatural freedom that spreads into the realm of natural. The slave's freedom came from the signing of a paper through the president. Our freedom was blood-bought blood at the cross of the sun. Papers fade and crinkle. Oh, but that blood never fades. Come on, somebody. That freedom is still available to you and I. And we can call on the name of Jesus Christ and be free. Psalms 118 and 5. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. Let, I gotta read it again. Y'all didn't, I didn't catch it. Psalms 118 and 5. Out of my distress, out of my frustration let's say out of my issues out of my cloudiness out of my moment of anger out of all whatever whatever you want to put there I called on the Lord and the Lord answered me and set me free how many know that's still a promise for today can you say amen that we can call on Christ in the midst of our moments in the midst when we're going through it to and know that we have freedom on the other side of that call. Listen, folks, I'm going to preach this this morning. Let, let, me, let me get something straight right now, okay? Because I know some of y'all, listen, I don't care what you think. I want, This brother won't be free. If you want to be in bondage, you be my guest. But Christ has called his people to be free, and I want to live in that freedom. I don't want to live in the bondage of this world. Can you say amen? I don't want to be bogged down with what everybody wants me to be and what the world is telling me I'm supposed to be. And I don't, I don't want to be free. I've been to jail before. I don't want to be free. I don't want to go back to jail. This is not a cheap freedom. It's a freedom that can only be bought by one person, Jesus himself. Church, aren't you thankful that you can have those chains broken, that you can step into true freedom? No longer are we in the cage of isolation from God, but yet in freedom we draw near to our God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus You were once afar off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. This is what you and I have been offered in Jesus, folks. A freedom that no drug or relationship could ever give us. But it's a freedom that not only breaks us free from the bondages, but it brings us close to our God. It brings us closer to Jesus. It brings us closer to the freedom maker, to the way maker, if you will. Can I ask you a question? Are you free? Now, listen, I know this whole woke-ism, you know, nobody free in America. Like, look, I ain't, listen, shut up. <laughs> are you actually free? Or are there some bondages that, though you're here, the chain is still on the ankle? You know, I used to have a dog, Iron Man. That was his name. I didn't name him, okay? The name before that was uh, Bat, Super Bat. My kids wanted the name. It. They wanted the name it Superman and Batman, so they came up with Superbat. The dog is a Yorkie. He's a Yorkie and a Dachshund mix. So he's about this big. So I have a dog this big named Iron Man, or I used to. Hey, he had a little patch on his chest. It was just like Iron Man. I was like, "That's Iron Man." So anyway, I'm not a dog person. Okay, so please, all the animal lovers in here, please forgive me. I'm so- I, I, I've, I've found an error in my way. I am sorry. He's outside, so we have him. So we had a backyard, and and so we got him tied up to this, you know, to this little ring that you put in the ground. But it's enough that he can play. And but but he, Iron Man, crazy man. He want to jump into the. You know, we had like a little water behind our. He want to jump into the water, go into the woods, and I ain't looking for him. If he, I told him, you go out there. That's it. I ain't looking for you. You better find your way back, son. But it would be so hilarious to me because. He'd be outside, and he's just frolicking, and he's just playing, and he's just loving the backyard. And then I would come to the screen door, and he'd see me. <laughs> and every time, it never failed. I'm with everything in him. <laughs> and the then, <laughs> and he'd get back at least two to three feet. I'm like, golly, son, don't you get it? You're free, but you're not free. You're free, but you're not free. Yeah, you got a little backyard to run around in, but when it comes to a certain point in life, oh, you're not free. See, church, I mean, we can come into church like that. That, yeah, we're we're free, but we're not actually free. That, yeah, I don't do what I used to do, but I still deal with anger. Come on, somebody. That I still deal with unforgiveness. That I still deal with bitterness. And because of that, it's like I'm free, but I'm not. But this freedom that I'm talking about, Jesus gives us. 1 Corinthians 15, 21, by man, speaking of Jesus, also came the resurrection of the dead, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ, all shall be made alive. See, you must be in Christ to live in this freedom I'm talking about. The question is, have you, do you believe you can be free them? Do you actually believe it? Do you believe that Jesus can heal those wounds of the past? Come on, somebody. Can we be real for a second here? Do you believe that Jesus can begin to heal the scar of abandonment? Like, these are the things we don't want to talk about. I'm talking about those deep-rooted things that nobody can see, that nobody can necessarily pick out of your life. You know, I grew up in a single-parent home. My father was not there. And so all the things that came with that anger and the spirit of rejection and wondering why. Why doesn't he love us? And that all affecting my adult life until I got saved. But these were things that I never thought I'd get healed from until I met Christ. Do you believe you can be free from those things? Do you believe you can be free from the curse of your family? Okay, huh? Huh? Oh, huh? Huh? You don't don't believe your, your family carries little things in there? Your mama was like that. Your grandmama was like that. And now you find yourself like that. Your daddy was like that. His daddy was like that. That's what was in my family. My father wasn't there. His father wasn't there. His father wasn't there. These things can carry. Can you say amen? But thank God for the blood that can set us free from that curse. That now that I've been happily married. 17 years, folks. Three children later. And guess what? Here's the kicker. I still love her. I still love her. She still loves me. What happened? God broke the curse. Set free. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. This freedom did not come from my know-how. This freedom did not come from some book. This freedom did not come from Oprah. Did not come from Dr. Phil. Stop listening to Steve Harvey. came from Christ. That's why our text says, tells us in Christ we have been made free. In Christ. Let's look secondly at the yokes. Our text tells us, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Notice Paul says here, entangled again. What this speaks are the things that usually ensnare us again are the familiar things that we are so used to what the Bible will call a familiar spirit, what we know, what we are used to, what we have experienced, and all these things, amen, can begin to try to creep back into our life and put us back under the very bondage that Christ has saved us from. Can you say amen? It's the things that you did before Jesus, whether it be drinking, sexual sin, carnality, whether it be drugs or a specific lifestyle, amen, that Jesus has set you free from. Paul is saying, don't go back to it. Don't re-entangle yourself with what you just untangled yourself with. You know one thing that burns me up? tangled cords. Is, it, is anybody else like that? I cannot stand, tang- I'm talking about charger cord, you know, Oh. I grab one and I get seven. You ever did that before just seven of them? Why? Wrap one up individually and I don't have to go through this and entang- I don't have to go through this whole big thing just to charge my phone. See those entanglements when we reinsert them or when we reinsert the yoke, they actually get stronger. They actually get stronger. Have you ever noticed that? Ever noticed that God sets you free from something? And you taste of it one more time, you touch it one more time, and all of a sudden now it's, the urge is stronger than when it was before because those yokes get tighter, those yokes get heavier. Come on, somebody. Luke chapter 11, 24 illustrates this. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none. He says, amen, I will return. Uh-oh.
1: of Chandler Conference, so please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks.
2: But in that text, what it's talking about? It's saying that an unclean spirit leaves a man. It goes through dry places seeking rest, finds none, but then it says I will go back to my house. In other words, I will go back to where I came from. I will go back to what casted me out, but I'm not coming back alone. I'm coming back with seven more stronger than I So, that the state of that man is worse than the beginning. And what I'm trying to get you to understand, Paul is saying, don't entangle yourself again. That once you've been free, stay free. Because if not, these things are coming back, and they're coming back stronger, and they're coming back with more. I had a friend of mine, he was a drinker. He gets saved. He gets saved. And he's living for God, man. He's, he's going after it. He's doing everything he can, he knows to do. What happened, though, is that he fell off and he started drinking again. But now it's not just drinking. I go to visit him and he looked crazy. Eyes all wide, hair all unkempt. I'm like, you all right? Like, you don't look normal, bro. This ain't, I mean, it's bad enough you're a drunkard, but you don't look like a regular drunkard. You look, you're doing cocaine now. He's like, bro, I got into cocaine. Then I started getting into heroin. I'm like, heroin? I said, have you done this before? He's like, nah, man, it's the first time. He's like, I don't know what happened. I don't, it was just something that came upon me. I said, no, it's Luke 11, brother. It's when those spirits come back. That's why you can't entangle yourself again. See, Paul is giving us a picture of a yoke. Don't re-entangle yourself with these yokes. So let's understand what a yoke is this morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. A yoke, amen. If you've ever seen farmers and you see two animals tied together and they got that big wooden thing around their necks and the farmer's plowing and the two animals are going, what? that's a yoke. So get the picture of what Paul is saying, don't re-entangle yourself, in other words, that yoke has you attached to something else. What they would do is they would get the strong animal, the stronger ox. And what they would do is get the stronger ox on one side of the yoke and get the weaker or younger ox on the other side because they understood that the stronger ox is going to dictate pace, he's going to dictate direction, and so the younger can't do nothing about it. And so eventually the younger is trained, fall in line. Just do what the older is doing and that's it. And eventually he is trained that once he puts that yoke on, he falls in line with the stronger. Think of the picture here. That when we put on that spiritual yoke, we are now saying that there is something stronger than us and we are going to be led by that now. And eventually you'll try to fight, you'll try to corral, you'll try to get out. But oh, the young, the stronger will begin to dictate where you go. I see it all the time. Even with my children now, I got two teenagers. My gosh, I got two teenagers. Y'all pray for me, man. These boys here, and I'll and I'll listen to them and how they, you know, talk. You know, we'll talk and we're sitting at the table and we'll talk about their friends. Not talk about their friends, but talk about their friends. That makes sense. Like we're not talking about them, but we're talking of them. There we go. And so they'll tell me things and I'm like, like yeah, Dad, they're vaping in the bathroom. Vaping in the bathroom. You are in seventh grade what? What? And all of a sudden, it's a group of them. My son, he just told me this the other day, almost got jumped. (laughs) He's like, I got him, no doubt. I said, I know you got him. I know who we are. No, I'm just (laughs) no, 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 no. But he almost got jumped. You know why he almost got jumped? Because he wouldn't go with the crowd. Because he wouldn't go with the crowd. He said, no, I'm not doing it. That's not right. And they tried to jump my man in the bathroom. He said, yeah, Dad, I got one, and I push his head in here, and I'm like, did the teacher see this? Who who knows about this? He's like, nobody. I'm like, all right, well, it's okay. (laughs) It's under the blood. All right, it's under the blood. All right. What's happening? The world wants to yoke you again. That's what's happening. Those things that you said I'm never going to do again want to yoke you again, want to reattach themselves to your life again. And Paul is giving warning. Take heed. Don't go back. Listen to me, folks. Listen to me. I went to jail. Now, look. I ain't going to act like I'm some gangster. I went to jail for three and a half days. I, know, I don't care what you think about me. I ain't got to be no gangster. I ain't going be three and a half, whatever. You ain't been. <laughs> three and a half days changed my life. I said, I'm never coming back here. I heard howling. People howling. Dude got a paper, toilet paper dress on. Because he's suicide watch, and he had, they can not give him really regular clothes? I said, ain't coming back here. What, what foolishness this is? But I hear people, hey, what's up, Ray Ray? Hey, what's up, Poop? Like, you know people in here? And you ready to come back? What's wrong with you? Oh, but that's how we laugh. When it comes to our, our own lives, that's how we are, isn't it? Hey, Jack Daniels. Hey, Alize, hey, ex-girlfriend, got really quiet. Hey, ex-boyfriend, hey, pornography, trying to re-entangle you. Paul is saying, no, stand in the freedom. Don't stand, no, don't get re-entangled. Don't connect yourself with that again. Don't let this thing take advantage of weakness like it did before. See, the reason, amen, amen. Is not because uh, the reason why we may lose freedom or get entangled again is not because Christ has no power and it's not because the devil is too strong. No, we give it away. We give it away. And we're fooled back into bondage. Do you realize that Paul is writing this to a church? The book of Colossians, Galatians, excuse me. To a church. It's to a group of believers. He's saying, you, don't reentangle yourself. You, don't go back into that bondage. You, don't go back to drinking. Don't go back to what God has delivered you from. Don't go back. Stand in your freedom. Stand firm in Christ. Stand firm that God has done a work in my life, and he's not finished. Can somebody say amen? He's not done. You know, when I first got saved, I was like, okay, rapture, come on. Take me up. I'm saved now. You got me, Lord. Let's go. <laughs> Time to go to heaven. And then all of a sudden, year seven, I'm like, okay, I guess the rapture's not happening when I want it to because uh, I'm ready to go. God's like, I'm not done. There's some other things that we got to work out. Romans 13 and 14, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill his lust. You know what provision? It means make no room. Can I be real with y'all? Is that okay? Right, we family, right? We can be real with each other. You know how we make room without making room? I'm going to show you how we do it. This is how we do it. It won't necessarily be pornography, right? But what you'll do is you'll go on YouTube and watch women in bikinis. Wow. He got really white. Okay, let's stay there. See, it's not that you just, all right, I'm just pulling this up. No, no, no. We do it sneakily to try to justify what we're doing. Oh, they're not naked. Oh, it's just a little bit. It's a small cup of drink. And what we are doing is setting ourselves up for the bondage. This is what you have to be careful of the subtlety of sin. Not the devil coming out, hey, here I am, I'm the devil. Or not sin, hey, I'm sin, here we go. No, it's the subtlety. Hey, why don't you come to this party? You know, I know you're a Christian. You don't have to drink. You can just stand there. We just want company. Okay. It's the subtlety that brings us back into bondage. And this is what we have to be careful of. This is what Paul is warning about. See, listen to me. When they yoke that young animal, they just get them and they just, you know, they just put it on and just let them wear it for a little bit. Get used to it. Get used to the collar. That's all. Just go flock around. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Frolic and go. Just get used to that collar then as they get used to it and more used to it and more used to it, it becomes second nature to them. And this is what sin does. This is what the things that God has delivered, from a, delivered, from, delivered us from can do. Let's look thirdly at standing firm. Our text tells us, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. The word stand fast here means to be stationary. It means not to only be still, but to be strong. Keep yourself positioned in the freedom and grace of Christ. Not looking to the left, not looking to the right, but it means enjoy your liberty in Jesus. Meaning, I no longer have to conform to this world, I no longer have to do the things that I used to do. I can be a new creation. Come on, somebody. Is somebody with me this morning? That I can be a new creation. And so I stand firm in that. My foundation is my liberty. I'm no longer a slave to my sin. See, standing fast is to preserve what Christ has done. To be continuous in the walk of Christ and yet never moving from the path of Christ. Did you catch what I said? Let me me say it again. To be continuous in the walk of Christ, but never Diverting from the path of Christ. It's like walking a path. It's taking you somewhere, but you're still on the same path. You may see different things. You may deal with different things, but it's the same path. And so this is what Paul is saying, that yes, our Christian walk is not a stagnant walk. It's not a static walk where we just st- No, no, no. You're moving somewhere, but you're moving in the confines of Christ. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Standing firm doesn't mean just stand around, but it means do not fade from the faith, yet abound in the faith. In other words, stay in the faith, but bear much fruit in the kingdom. See, we are not standing firm in what is given to us in the natural. We're standing firm in what we believe the supernatural, the unseen, which bleeds then into the natural. We're standing firm in prayer. That in my liberty, I can go before God. I'm going to stand firm in that. We're standing firm in worship, that I can lift my hands and give God all my adoration and all my love. We're standing firm in praise and giving God all of that in my heart. We're standing firm in who Jesus is. See, Paul is saying, stand firm in spirit, man. Paul didn't want him to go back to bondage. And, tonight, and this morning, listen to me, he's not called, God is not calling for you to go back into bondage. The question will be, will you stand firm? Because there is a freedom for you. I can feel it by the spirit of God. Some of you here, you feel like you'll never be free. You feel like you're always going to be like this. It's always going to be this way, no matter what happens, no matter what I do. And all I'm here to tell you, you're wrong. Because I know a chain breaker. Come on, somebody. I know somebody who can break that bondage. I know a man who died so that you could live. But not just live, live in freedom. Live in freedom. My sons make fun of me all the time. They say I'm an old man. I got these crocs, right? Now listen, no, no. see, there y'all go. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm Everywhere I go, I get judged for my Crocs. Let me tell you something. Them Crocs is comfortable. Anybody else got some Crocs? My gosh. Oh, my gosh. Them Crocs is comfortable. Now I was a hater of the Crocs. <laughs> I ain't wearing no Crocs. Got some for Christmas. So I ain't wearing these. Take them back. And all of a sudden I put them things on. I said, what have I been missing all my life? I'm walking around the mall. What's up? What's up, homie? Yeah, you know, just sweatpants and Crocs. <laughs> what? what? Well, I felt free. I'm like, what in the? I can't feel the ground. I can't feel the ground. I'm telling my wife. I said, so she got a pair too. She's like, I don't know. Put them on. Put them on, girl. Come on. We're gonna be free together. We walking in the mall. Her, her pink Crocs. Me and my black ones. What? Everybody else got on these fancy shoes and all these other, I'm like, <laughs> shoot, you better get on this freedom. Feet all tight, they walking all pigeon-toed. I ain't with that no more. I want to be free. I want to be free and comfortable. And what I'm trying to illustrate, and I tell my son, like, you, my, you're like, Dad, you're such an old man. I said, no, I'm free. I don't have to keep up with what y'all do. I don't have to keep up with what everybody not don't, It don't matter because God has set me free from that. And so in freedom, there's comfortability. See, see that's, the, that's what some of you are missing. It's like your reason why you're all antsy, re- because you're not free. See, when you're free, you don't care about the world, what they say. Free. I put them crocs on, I am free. I wear them crocs every I wear them crocs in the house. I went to go play football, I wore my crocs. I went to go play basketball, guess what I wore? Somebody tell me, what I wear? Crocs! Crocs! out there crossing them young boys up in my Crocs. And they're like, man, that ain't the, that ain't the right shoot. That ain't what you, boy, huh, well, huh, I'm crossing you up, ain't I? Because that's what people do. No, that ain't right. That ain't the way to do it. That's not, no, 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 no. I'm in Christ, bro. Christ is totally different than your thinking. Christ is totally different. That's not how you do it. It's not going to work that way. No, no, no. In Christ, it does. I give myself to him. He sets me free and he keeps me free. Come on, somebody. Totally different. Now I'm encouraging some of here, some of you, I can feel it. I can feel it. You need to come to this altar and be free. And accept Christ's freedom. And now believe you can be free. Not just say it, not just some wordplay. Now I believe it. And because I believe it, now I will live it. Can somebody shout amen? Let's give God praise. Can we give God praise? Thank you, Lord, for his freedom. Church, let's bow our heads for a moment. Let's bow our heads.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.